It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We welcome you into another episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. Another crazy day on Tuesday for the Washington Redskins. It started early with a trade request demand or a release demand and a letter and stuff. We'll get into that. And uh, two new Redskins by the time the day was done. Along with finding out a little bit more on Quinton Dunbar and Monte Nicholson passes through waivers. All right. So those are the headlines right here on LOR. Good to have you with us again. Make sure you follow me individually at WrestleMania 621 at WrestleMania 621. You can follow the podcast at Locked Redskins on Twitter uh, and as well. You can read me, redskinsreport.com, redskinsreport.com. And also, you can, what? Listen to me on 1067 The Fan and the radio.com app. And as well, read me via Warpath Magazine, which is a subscription-based newspaper. And of course, available digitally as well warpath magazine just look it up and you will be able to find all right so we have a lot to do uh, on this show let's start right away with the two newest redskins richard rogers a new tight end signs with the redskins why well, and sign with the redskins as of tuesday night agrees with the redskins as of tuesday night and what's interesting here is he's played eight games in the last two years, and only one last year. So Richard Rodgers is a guy who has had a lot of injuries and has had you know time to heal, um, and now is a member of the Redskins. But what's, what's kind of interesting, if not really unique about it, is that Richard Rodgers is a guy who comes over here you know, he was good with the Green Bay Packers. I always remember watching him and thinking, man, that's a guy that I would like to kind of have. And he went to Philadelphia, and for two years, again, he hardly played. Uh, in his first year with the Philadelphia Eagles, Richard Rodgers, out of Cal, um, played Again, he played eight games total. He played seven games in his first year with the Eagles. He was targeted once, and he caught a seven-yard catch. That's it. And last year, he only played one game. One game for the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, listen, do the Redskins know what they're getting here? No, because you don't know if he's going to be able to stay healthy. But if you look back to his time in Green Bay, 
before we even get to a further connection, in 2015, he was targeted 85 times. 2015 was, oh, by the way, the year that the Green Bay Packers won the uh, wild card and rolled in here at FedEx Field and beat the Redskins uh, in the playoffs. And he had 85 targets, 58 catches, 510 yards, 8.8 per reception, and eight touchdowns. Eight. So, you know, give him credit. I mean, he's had some production, and he's had some really good moments. And, look, that was his best year. There's no doubt about that. The next year, 30 catches, so a way down dip, then to 12, uh, you know, so clearly he started to tail off. Uh, but he played 16, 16, 16, and 15 in his first four years of his NFL career and the four years in Green Bay. But it, just after that, he just hasn't been A, productive, and B, healthy. So, you know, what I would say is this, is he is competition he is a body he's a experienced body if they can get him right he can contribute and here's the two big things you may remember his miraculous catch on a Thursday night football game for the Green Bay Packers on a heave by Aaron Rodgers for a long touchdown as the you know final gun went off in Detroit again on Thursday night football a couple of years ago uh, he skied and went up and got it and caught the game-winning touchdown for a miraculous throw and catch. So that's number one. And his dad is now a Redskins assistant. That's right, Richard Rodgers. I don't know if it, I don't think it's senior, but Richard Rodgers, the dad, is the Redskins assistant D-backs coach. And he came over with Ron Rivera in Carolina. He was also a part of that crazy, wacky Stanford-Cal band-on-the-field game. And he was involved in that play. So both father and son reunited after spending uh, NFL careers separate. They played against each other once, I believe it is, and now they're on the same team. So Richard Rodgers, a new Redskins tight end, but more importantly, Again, his dad is now with him. They're on the same team, which is so cool uh, because I know they're really close. Uh, and um, it, it just adds to kind of the storyline effect, if you will. Now, how much it helps the tight ends, I don't know because here's what I know. Richard Rodgers can play. The question is, is can he stay healthy? I, with, until I know that, and I guess we'll never know, um, all you can do is hope, and that's it, and hope that he can recapture some of what he had in Green Bay, um, if not all of it, because if he does, somehow, you know, he can be a pretty productive uh, player. Again, he's he's only played six years in the NFL. He's only 28, so he's still a young man. He's just got to stay healthy. 6'4", 257, new Redskins tight end. All right, let's take a timeout real quickly here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. And as well, we will come back and talk about the new Redskins running back, Peyton Barber. He comes over from the Tampa Bay Bucks. We'll do that. Plus, we'll get to the latest on Trent Williams' 
That's all to come right here on LOR. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, we're with you on the Locked On Redskins podcast. So in addition to Richard Rodgers, who the Redskins signed at tight end, the Redskins also busy adding another running back to the fold. He's Peyton Barber, uh, and he comes over from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, where he had some good moments, but at age 26, clearly he never really took off. He's out of Auburn, uh, 5'11", 225 pounds, uh, from Georgia, uh, played, uh, you know, his college ball uh, there. So, look, here's the deal. In the four years that he's been in the NFL, again, he's a rotational back. He's played in 15 games, 16 games, 16 games, 16 games. So that's good, right? little durability there. In terms of rushing attempts, 55, 108, 234, down to 154 as Tampa Bay just threw the ball all over the place last year. Yardage, 223, 423, 871, and 470. Touchdowns, 11 over the last two years, 14 over the last three, and 15 rushing touchdowns in his career. Again, in 2018, 2019, he had five rushing touchdowns in 18, six last year. So even though his carries went down and even though his yardage went down, his touchdowns were a season or a career high, I should say. Uh, he averaged 4.1, 4, uh, 3.9, 3.7, 3.1 on the ground. In terms of a receiver, 78 targets. 57 receptions, 349 overall receiving yards, a 6.1 yards per reception, and two touchdowns as a receiver, along of 34. So certainly pedestrian-like. So overall, Peyton Barber coming over from Tampa, look, he's not going to win any starting job, right? We all understand that. Can he contribute? Absolutely. Might he not make the team? Yes, there's a possibility that he might not make the team. I think what you have here is a guy who can do a little bit of everything, uh, which maybe he's a, well, he probably is a more physical and more sturdy, I guess, grinded out type of runner, certainly than the running back that they brought in in J.D. McKissick. But you have to remember, you might be saying like, why are the Redskins bringing in not only one, but two tight ends? Number one, Chris Thompson, obviously out. Number two, Wendell Smallwood, a free agent. He's not coming back. But then on top of that, being that Adrian Peterson just turned 35 the other day, Darius Geis has played in, what, four NFL games in two years? Five? Four? Whatever it is. And Bryce Love is coming off of a major, major knee injury, has yet to play a game, has yet to practice. And on top of that, there are some concerns, some questions, whether or not he will be fully ready to go for training camp. 
he says he will, but until, I mean, lots of athletes have said they were going to play and were going to be ready, and they weren't. Some do, some aren't. So we'll see. Um, but either way, the Redskins can't take this position lightly, but yet they can't spend a lot of money at this position. So what they're going to do is try and craft and cobble together as many different guys as they can and have a little bit of insurance in-house getting used to the terminology in the system um, and hope and pray and, and just hope, for lack of a better term, that Darius Geis can stay healthy. If Darius Geis can stay healthy, the Redskins will be fine. If Darius Geis can't stay healthy, the Redskins are going to have issues. Sure, they might have a little bit from Peterson and a little bit from McKissick and a little bit from, um, you know, Peyton Barber and, and whoever. May, I mean, look, only four running backs are going to make the roster at most, the opening 53-man roster. But, you know, <laughs> you'd like to think AP, Geis, and McKissick are guaranteed, right? You'd like to think that. And then I guess Barber and whoever else go for the last spot. You know, and again, Chris Thompson obviously not coming back. He knows that. So that's your situation at running back where the Redskins, you know, I guess could still add somebody in the draft. But how many more are you going to add that aren't going to make the team? That's already an issue. But you've got to have more bodies than you need, ultimately, because you just don't know if guys are going to get injured. And on top of that, you just know that Darius Geis' track record says he's going to get injured. And you have no idea what to realistically expect out of Love. And my sense is that Love, even if he gets cleared for the sort of training camp, is going to be an issue of some sort. I don't know why I feel that way, um, but I just feel that way. I, I just don't know if the Redskins are going to be able to count on him. So that's the story from there. Now, meanwhile, Quentin Dunbar, he apparently told the Redskins that he did not want a multi-year contract extension. I had a source that told me, uh, that well-informed source, that told me on Tuesday that Quentin Dunbar, when he met with Ron Rivera, he said, look, I definitely want to raise and the way it was worded to me was, you know, roughly double. And it was probably more than double. It was like around $7 million, maybe $7.5 million, somewhere in that range. And, and he was scheduled to make $3.25 million in base salary this year. So, again, that's more than double, right? You know, you... you slightly more than double, whatever. You get the point. It's not 10 million, it's not 12 million, it's not 14 million, which honestly is what I was thinking that Quentin Dunbar was asking the Redskins for. I was thinking that, that he wanted 10, 12, 14 million, 12, 14, really, forget 10. And apparently, according to the source that I talked to at length, he was not. What he did want was, again, the double you know, roughly double the raise, a little bit more than double. And he 
wanted to play out this year and see how the marriage went. He wanted to see whether he was a fit with Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio, not only personality-wise, but in the scheme. And he didn't want to take himself off of the free agent market. So, you know, of course, the Redskins didn't go for that. You know, and as people pointed out, like, why would they go for it? Give him a raise and don't get him secured? Well, yeah, I mean, the Redskins weren't going to go for that. And when he started squawking and started yelling at people and still demanding trade, I think Ron Rivera's watching how he responded. Maybe they would have given him something if he would have shut up and if he would have been a good soldier and if he would have handled himself professionally. He did not. So he goes to the Seattle Seahawks. And that's a good trade for them. They need corners. He fits their prototype. They need pass rush as well. And the Redskins need at least one starter. I mean, if you think about it, again, right now you have Kendall Fuller and you have Fabian Moreau and you have Jimmy Moreland. So I guess those are your three starters right now. You do have Simeon Thomas who comes back from a, I think he's got a one-game suspension to start the year. He is in that tall frame mode that Seattle likes to use their corners. So I assume he'll be part of the competition uh, in camp. The Redskins whacked four corners the other day along with Monte Nicholson. A bunch of them cleared waivers. They still have cornerback options in free agency like Bashad Breeland. Right. So they could reunite the band even further. Bashad and Kendall Fuller were here in Washington. Then they wound up in Kansas City, won a Super Bowl together and now could come back. Who knows? But the bottom line is this. The Redskins had no tolerance for Quentin Dunbar. And, and look, I, I totally get that. When you're trying to install a culture, you're trying to build a culture. You can't deal with that. However, it's more than fair to say, I think, that the Redskins rushed into the deal. A, there was no absolute reason that they had to do it on Monday night. There's no football. There's no football activities. There's no nothing. I think the reason why they did it Monday night was because they feared that that would leak. And therefore, when basically it would say, oh, no teams are interested or very little action, that hurts his trade value even more. So even if you disagree with the fifth round pick trade value, what at, at best Quentin Dunbar was going to get you, I guess, a fourth round pick, right? Even if you agree or disagree. Well, here's the problem. His trade value was lower because he didn't play a whole lot. 11 games last year, seven games the year before that. He talks a lot over and over and over again, and presumably he wants more money uh, at some point, whether it's now in Seattle and my source was wrong, or whether it's, you know, after a couple of good games in Seattle as an extension. Who knows? Um, so the bottom line is this. I don't I don't blame the Redskins for not giving him an extension. I think that if you wanted him to sign on the dotted line, maybe you would have given in and, and, and done it a, a little bit, you know, I guess quicker in time, more money, whatever the situation might be.
Um, you know, so it, it just didn't work out. It just didn't work out. And, you know, the Redskins have been retooling that position all week. All right. This is the Locked on Redskins podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. We will finish it up with a word on Trent Williams and what his agent wants now. That's next on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, we finish up the Locked On Redskins podcast this way. As you know, the Redskins have been trying to trade Trent Williams. The Redskins gave his agent permission to trade Uh, to shop Trent Williams around his agent in a letter issued to Adam Schefter on Tuesday morning and put on Twitter, said that basically he identified a couple of teams or he found a couple of teams and the Redskins were unwilling to make a deal. Now, of course, he doesn't care about the Redskins. He cares about his client. He doesn't care that maybe the Redskins were being offered a fifth or a sixth round pick or maybe even a fourth round pick. Who knows? For Trent Williams, and they weren't holding firm on a second, maybe a third and a player, whatever they're holding firm on, right? We only believe because they haven't told us specifically. So the agent says, whoa, wait a second, in this letter released to Schefter, like we found teams and the Redskins refused to make a deal, refused to make a deal. So this is kind of weird in that you would think Right, the Redskins would want to protect themselves. So apparently, the Redskins are, you know, again trying to get somewhat fair. That we already know they didn't get fair value for Quentin Dunbar. By the way, that trade became official on Tuesday night. So he passed his physical with uh, the Seahawks at an independent physician. I guess. You know, it's hard to blame the Redskins for wanting an a return on their asset. Now, again, this was all made possible by Bruce Allen and his lack of leadership last year, but I can't kill the Redskins and Trent can be mad all he wants, you know, and, and he, he, my understanding is he and Dunbar are pretty close and maybe Dunny looked up to him and Williams now is turning around and saying, Whoa, wait a second. You know, I've been a good soldier. I haven't said anything. His agent even referred to that. Well, the problem is, is he must have forgotten about the 16 interviews that he did late last October and that 20 minute press conference inside the Redskins locker room that basically went all scorched earth on the Redskins. He basically forgot about that, which is fine. It's just significant news. Um, So the Cleveland Browns still have some interest in Trent Williams, but they made it clear through Mary Kay Cabot of the uh, Cleveland.com that they're not going to pay the draft pick compensation and the money. And here's the further problem in in it. You know, in a normal year, it would be a lot to pay, you know, 19, $20 million per year 
for a 31-plus-year-old tight end who's coming off of a scalp cancer scare. We don't know if he can, you know, put on the helmet. We we think we think he can play. We think he can get on a helmet. We can't give him a physical to see truly where he's at and what kind of damage he's got to his body. None of that stuff is possible. So the Redskins, you know, are left holding the bag, which is why I said on the last episode, I feel bad for them. And now they may have panicked with a Dunbar deal, but this just shows you, you know, they're afraid of the market closing, right? They're afraid of teams going out and signing different guys, different nine to five ham and egg type guys. And they don't want to close the door. The Redskins don't want to keep Trent Williams, but they will if no fair offer comes around. Again, maybe they were willing to give up Quentin Dunbar at a lower level because Quentin Dunbar, A, has injury issues, B, made a little bit of a fool out of himself, and C, he doesn't make as much money uh, as Trent Williams, right? Uh, and, and quite honestly, he's not as dominant. Right? He's good, not as dominant. We all know Trent is dominant when he's right. So perhaps this is a situation that can be worked on where, you know, both sides get a little something. Maybe the Redskins settle for a third round pick. Maybe it's a fourth round pick and a player, something like that. Uh, There's been a lot of speculation about the Minnesota Vikings and their corner uh, safety, Anthony Harris, to be added to the mix. Uh, again, I probably would say no between Team USA, but, you know, I, I don't know for sure. So we will have to see what happens uh, in this regard when it comes to Trent Williams, the the Washington Redskins, uh, and his agent, Vince Taylor. Here's the bottom line. Um you know, Vince wants his cake and eat it too. He's got Jason Peters as a client. He could easily get Jason Peters a one-year deal and, you know, an insulated cushion guarantee. But right now, the Redskins are kind of held stuck holding the bag uh, and trying to figure out how to squeeze, you know, more than toothpaste out of the out of the the tube they're trying to figure this out but they can't just give him away they cannot all right that's going to do it for a very exhausted locked on redskins podcast i apologize uh for uh being a little bit uh out of it it's 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 been it's been a day it's been a long last couple of days uh and so i might be talking a little bit slower and less energetic Uh, than I normally am. But stay with us. We will crank out the best episodes that we can. Thanks, as always, for listening to us, certainly, right here on the Locked On Podcast Network and Locked On Redskins. Always, as always, please make sure, please make sure that you download us, tell us friend, and also, because this wraps up this edition of the Locked on Redskins podcast, we want you to tell your smart device 
to play the most recent episode of Locked on Seahawks. That's right. So you can see their reaction to Quentin Dunbar. And speaking of the Seahawks, we'll have one of their insiders, their host for Locked on Seahawks tomorrow on tomorrow's episode to break down not only Quentin Dunbar, but also to get his view on J.D. McKissick. All right, that's going to do it for us right here on LOR. Thanks for being with us. Have a great day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.